Hi everyone, Jess, your storyteller here. This is the audio version of our Werewolf the Forsaken campaign, part of the Chronicles of Darkness game line. If you want to see the face behind the mask, just look up Shoestring Studios on YouTube, where you'll find our in-person video recordings. As a content warning, this episode, like all of our episodes, deals with mature themes. Viewer discretion is advised. Editing was performed in-house, and music comes to us courtesy of Zapsplat.com. Now, without further ado, welcome to the cold and dark. Welcome back, everyone, to what is hopefully a much more fixed stream. Welcome to the... Welcome to our third episode of our Werewolf the Forsaken podcast. Ah, uh, YouTube show, podcast, whatever we're calling it. Anywho, so to cover what happened last time. Uh, so the pack encountered a interesting new character in the form of Low Key who came into town on the request of someone who was dead. So that was yep. a problem. You visited you visited the graves of Andrea and Robert Kleiner to oh, try good. and see if you could found anything, find anything interesting about that, and you found extremely interesting things and extremely not interesting things. For one, there are no ghosts in the cemetery. None which is extremely unusual. On top of that, you met the local historical society, a group of four kindly, innocent old ladies who you then proceeded to rob from their artifacts. Um, that was done, not... I was an accomplice, not the primary break and enter man. Excuses. Yeah, it'll open court. Have you read American Gods and do I need to be worried? I have read American Gods, yes. Okay. You don't need to be worried, though. Okay. Or do you? Yeah. We're playing a role-playing game. You always need to be worried. Anywho, uh, <clears throat> so you stole the key to the kingdom, as it were, for the wonderful, <clears throat> marvelous mansion, little tourist attraction that Robert and Andrea Kleiner tried to put together. Uh, it was very interesting. And uh, while <clears throat> while Claire was off trying to make trying to get our resident police officer down from a drug trip at a local waffle restaurant, she was trip sitting. It happens. <sighs> it happens. Uh, while that was happening, uh. <clears throat> You did meet a curious figure who came to your uh, den. Yeah, no, a mysterious figure who was interested in signing up for a client, signing up to climb rocks on your property, which she had all of the necessary paperwork for, suspiciously too much paperwork. So that was weird. You gave her a fake number and scooted her away. 
We also set up cameras facing those uh, rock walls. Yes, no. Indeed, you did set up cameras facing those rock walls and a few other places. Uh, but while you were in the historical society, you also managed to slowly through a series of puzzles determine that the historical society Wi-Fi had a hidden text document on it. A message from Loki's long-dead friend, Tala Smith. And so, confused by this disturbing message, which read, <clears throat> Loki, you think I'm dead. I wish it was that simple. I can't say much. The only reason I can say anything is because she's fighting. I left something for you, in Denver, under the floorboards. Find it. It might help. Whatever you do, don't die. You need to finish this first. Tell David I love him. The pack, too. I hope this is goodbye. Which led to a lot of questions, obviously. Taking the artifact that you'd stolen in hand, we were left with Lauren Halsbeck and one and one Danny Yoon sitting down together, joining hands and trying to get a psychic impression of the mysterious key and see what information it might have about the marvelous magical mansion. But before we get into that psychic vision, I want to take us back a little bit and just talk to Claire for a moment. This is after the Ivory Claw, who you'd been wooed by, has shown his true colors and you were adopted into the local werewolf pack, the local Forsaken pack. Right now, you found yourself going to a cookout to try and get to know these people, because that's the sort of thing that they did. The scholars were a warm bunch. Unfortunately, these scholars are also a warm enough bunch that tries to bring in spirits when they can, which means that poor Claire, cursed with sight beyond sight, was staring at an enormous plethora of incredibly strange sights and suffering from massive sensory overload trying to hang out with this group all at once. <clears throat> Desperate to just get some air just for a moment, she fled from the main park and found herself under a tree, just catching her breath, plate of cookout food sitting next to her, rubbing at her eyes and trying to get a little bit back together. You haven't been sleeping very well. Things have been difficult, to say the least. To say the least. What do you do as you're looking out? <sighs> just 
taking a deep breath, trying to center herself, kind of talking herself through it. It's not that bad. Everyone here is really nice. All of the spirits are also really nice. This doesn't always happen. Appreciate it. Get yourself together. You need to make a good impression on these people. Giving herself a pep talk. You hear a knock on a tree next to you. Uh. You look up and you see a ruggedly handsome sort of man in his later 20s. Or at least that's what it looks like to you. With just a smile on his face and a flannel shirt. Looking down at you and saying, too much, too fast? No, it's fine. It's, uh, it's, it's not too fast. There were just a, a lot of people. Um, and not, not people, not that werewolves are not people. That's not what I'm, I'm sorry. That's not what I'm trying to say. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a lot. I, I get that. It took me a long time to figure it out, too. I'm Joey, by the way. Hi. Hi. I'm Claire. Nice to meet you. Yeah, no. Are you, um, part of the pack? I'm part of the Protectorate. Okay. I'm in a really tiny pack. We do scouting and stuff. Okay. Cool. You know, local sort of fixers, as it were. Got it. I know that this is a lot, for the record. I get it. But if it's any comfort at all, it kind of always was a lot. You just know it now. You are stronger than you were before because you know what's actually going around, going on around you. Yeah. I mean, I... No, you're right. You're right. And that's... I keep telling myself that. It's... It's just a lot to get used to, I guess. It's, I, I don't, I, I went for so long thinking that I was completely crazy and now I'm not and that's great and I know more and I can learn more and that's wonderful and it's fantastic. But uh, I mean, it's also a little bit intimidating, <laughs> I guess. A little bit. I get it. You found out people can turn into wolves and spirits are real and there's a lot of other weird stuff out there too. Yeah, apparently it's uh yeah, no. huh. trust me, you're in a good spot to figure this whole place out. When I first showed up I was uh well they called it a monster hunter. Oh well, no. <laughs> arguably dear. I still am, but now I have a lot more distinction as to what the heck a monster is and what's just some person who's not quite the same. Probably good, I have to guess, considering the circumstances. No, I get it. Like, honestly, just, it's weird. You get a skewed perspective all the time. Like, when I met before I met my fiancé, I was just sort of, well, the only werewolves who I'd met were just people like the, 
ivory claws who you bumped into. Yeah. It's the thing. Oftentimes the people who are doing the most extreme stuff in a community are the first people you see. And if everyone's trying to hide themselves, well, then you think everyone's a monster. Yeah. I, uh... It's the only sample size you got. <laughs> I can see how that would happen. Yeah. No. But hey, this is a good place. Take advantage of it if you can. And if you need any pointers or just some human time, I <laughs> heard you're wolf-blooded, but close a- enough. Apparently. Uh... Yeah, it's kind of a scale, as it were. You learn a little bit about something, you get a little magic, you get some of it inside you, you get a little more, it's it's weird. But hey. And genuinely people are rooting for you to succeed, okay? You've got an entire group of people over there, and I know they're a lot. <laughs> they're a lot a lot. But they care about you. They really do. It's kind of their job to care about you. Thank you. I I appreciate it. You hear a call over. Over. Mr. E's voice, though you don't know what that is. (laughs) Joey? You gonna come back here? Yeah, sure. He walks back over. Thank you. No problem, kid. Yeah. We return to the present day. Danny and Lauren have their hands clasped around the key. In the middle of your new den, the little just two-bedroom house that you've been staying in. And for a moment, everything is silent. Just a tiny twitch of their eyes as they do something. They pull back from each other. The key clatters to the floor. Oh, oh boy. Danny is clearly not having a good time. Lauren speaks up. Well, that's another piece of the puzzle. Danny says, He spoke to a werewolf after. I could tell. Can you actually do that? Lauren returns. Not that I've ever heard of. Sorry, we should explain the vision. She turns to you. We were in a waiting room, in a hospital. Robert Kleiner was there. A doctor came out. I think his name was Dr. Andy Stevens? He had a name tag that said Dr. Stevens, and Robert called him Andy. Whatever. Anyway, he came out and he told Robert that Andrea had passed. Robert did not take it well. He broke down. He said that he'd paid so much and the doctor told him there was little chance against pancreatic cancer and he'd tried to tell him earlier that even if they threw all the meds in the world at her, she probably wasn't going to make it. But Robert didn't care. He begged the doctor to try again, to bring her back, and obviously the doctor said he couldn't do that. And then Robert stormed out. He said if the doctor couldn't do it, he'd find someone who could. I really don't know what to make of that, Danny says, rubbing at her temples. 
But I think it's safe to say something went horribly wrong there. Yeah. It's kind of ominous. Just a little. Yeah. Uh. Loki, you're the ghost expert around here. What do you make of this? I guess I am. Um, bringing the dead back is never 100% guaranteed and is always traumatic for the dead and for anybody who participates. So if he was set on doing that, uh, I think we have a mess to clean up. Or somebody does. Maybe we just leave. That'd be, that'd be the better option. Feel like technically I it think is. Abandoning our, our territory job? wouldn't necessarily be the best idea, Lauren says. That one. It, it was a joke, a small joke, but um, yeah, it seems like your territory is uh, pretty intense based on what we learned from the historical society last time. Uh, yeah, you're not wrong. That's why I had to make an entire other myth just to make this go on. Just keep the distraction up. Well, we have the lead about that ritual you got and mm -hmm. the town that it came from, so we can chase down that uh, after we're done with my thing, if you want. That tracks. I probably need to stick around here and keep watch. I've got that missing persons case to look into, too. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, well, I have to go to Denver. By the way, both of you roll a wit's composure check. Sure. <laughs> All right, that was only four, not five. That was only really hot. Yeah, Mr. E's left the room. Both of you can pick up on that pretty quickly. Where did the weirdo go? I mean, okay, we're all weirdos, but the one I mean, who wore the fair. trench coat. Um, you you look out know. the window and you see him furiously typing at his phone. He went, he went outside, I guess. He comes back in looking almost hopeful, which is not a normal expression on him. Um, are you okay? I, I got a message from one of my contacts. I thought they were all burned after what happened in Minneapolis, but I might have a chance to find someone. Someone could still be alive. For all I know, Joey could still be alive. Okay. Uh, um, I gotta go. Okay. Are you, you're just going to Denver, right? You know Pax there, you'll be able to sort out, out all of that. Yeah, I know Pax there, and I'm also used to talking about myself. He turns to Lauren, and you're, and you're just watching over the place, same as usual. <clears throat> yeah, uh, that is kind of what we're doing. So you know, we'll give that a try. Okay then, I'm going to head out and try and get in touch with my contact. Uh. I guess that leaves you two going to Denver? Am, am I going to Denver? I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't... I mean, you guys are all kind of the experts here, so it, it, 
where would I be helpful? You said it was a bone shadow pack originally, right? Uh, my friend was. She... Yeah, um... Kind of makes sense to bring our bone shadow to it. Fair enough. Um, I, I guess if that's Look, okay. Uh, I've got to go. Okay. I'm going to see if I can hail a cab. Right, yes. Um, let me know if you need anything. He waves behind and says, I'll let you know. Okay. Good, Keep good in luck. touch. I'm just... Just yeah, we, reach out by, via phone. We will. We got it. We can hold down the fort. And he just Probably. quickly wanders off into the woods. And most people wouldn't be able to see this, but now that your senses are somewhat enhanced, you do notice him swiftly turning into wolf form and just running off for the roads, the proper highways, to do some hitchhiking. That's it's not hailing a, a cat. It's fine. <laughs> I'm sure he's fine. Uh, All right. Okay. Is there anything that you'll need packed for your journey? Right. I think Denver is only two hours away. Says oh. Jeeves, who is floating right nearby. No, um, I'm I'm fine. Um, can I assume that while I was out doing the normal stuff last session that we got like spare clothes for people and some sleeping bags and we did the shopping. <laughs> uh, I feel as though considering that you were off like hanging out with Danny and trying to get her to chill out that that would be the kind of soothing activity you would have chosen. She was not the only person on substances at Walmart. It was fine. Yep, pretty much. Also, Danny has an actual wallet with money in it because Danny somehow holds down a job. That was a very nice change, so it was appreciated. Yeah, a true superpower. Yes. Indeed. All right, so no, um, I think I'm good. I, um, I don't... Oh, if you could pack up some food, like this one of those little danishes, that would be really great. Of course, sir. Your, totem, you. your totem bows his faceless head to you and goes off into the kitchen. Oh, Jeeves can also use phones now. Or a phone, at least. Really? Yeah, I didn't wake a toaster in my van, so I sort of reassembled it into a phone, and now he can use the telecom network. Sorry, you had an awakened toast? Yeah, like half of my possessions are awakened because I do. I live in a van, and I do shaman stuff all the time, so... How do you define an awakened toaster versus a regular toaster? It has Is an it awakened spirit. Oh, it's Jeeves, like... it's so lovely to see you. Of course, Miss Froster. It's lovely to see you as well. Okay, cool. That's very normal. <laughs> yes, but... You're used to seeing spirits pretty well. You're not as used to hearing them as much. Yeah. There is utility. I mean, fair. Did it... So if it's if it's wait if you awakened it because you live in your van, does it still need like electricity and utilities and everything, or are you just getting around that by? No, it's like a functional device, but also its spirit is awakened. If you want to roll me an into cult check on that, I could actually provide you a fairly interesting answer. No, <laughs> there's no reason that Claire would know that. To be fair, one, two, three. Fair enough. <laughs> Three successes. So you happen to know a lot about this sort of thing? 
Uh, I think it's called an alternator in your car actually gets quite a workout from all of the stuff that you've got because feeding electricity or even a little bit of excess electricity to an awakened spiritually resonant item is some is a little bit of a way to feed it just because so long as it's getting electricity the resonance of that electricity becomes essence that it can eat so <laughs> they're a bit environmentally unfriendly there are ways that you can convince other spirits to feed a feed a uh, spiritually empowered object the electricity it needs, but then you would have to feed probably more electricity <laughs> or more of something else to that first spirit. Yeah, I think Loki's probably really good at arguing with power grid spirits. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's been an interesting discussion. But yeah, so that's what's going on there. Because Luby land. <sighs> so yeah. Uh, Jeeves comes back with a pack, a little uh, paper bag with a bunch of danishes in it and two travel cups full of... Uh, actually, he would have called from the kitchen. Good sir, madam, uh, what s sort of beverage would you like to take along with your lunch? Um, can I have some tea, please? Absolutely. Thank you. He rattles off six different kinds of teas. Most of them herbal that he clearly grew. Oh, one of his special herbal teas. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Uh, energy drinks. Like three of them, if you got them. I'm sorry, sir. The best I can do is coffee. All right. Uh, coffee would be great. Gotcha. Not something he normally keeps around the house. <laughs> but he may start doing so if you hang around enough. He'll learn. So anyway, yeah, no. You two start. Uh, so are you two going to do anything before you take the about two hour drive to Denver? Or are you going to do... Um, I mean, I don't know that there's anything I need. I can try and get some work done in the car, I guess. Um, okay. So I'll probably talk to the spirit of my fetish and ask it to look for... Uh, you know, any articles or threads about where we're heading and see if anything is going to... If there's any knowledge we can get before we actually get there. Uh, it pulls up a... The only thing it pulls up is a review of a fancy restaurant. Uh, it's a fancy rooftop bar and restaurant over called the 5453. It's on the 53rd floor of the 1801 California Street building, which is the second tallest building in downtown Denver. Uh, it says it's very lovely, has excellent service, the price tag's a bit high, but it's very worth it. Okay. You don't know why it's giving you this information. Uh, hmm. You have... I don't, but have, it's... Are, is often... Loki the kind of person who would drop an enormous amount of money on a fancy meal? 
I think when he has money, it disappears almost instantly because he does do stuff like that. <laughs> ah, so it's possible you visited this place. Yeah. Uh, call me high low. Uh, low. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, you haven't visited it. Oh, well, potential. Ten on that die. Sorry. Have I? So you've done a lot of fancy stuff, but you've yes. done a lot of fancy stuff in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. Right. It's possible, like, do you think your family would have taken trips to Denver? I don't know that I know enough about, like, the political situation. I mean, I feel like they could have taken trips anywhere well, because politics. Well, they might have gone politics. through it because Denver does have a big interconnecting airport. So probably, yeah. The but, famously haunted airport of Denver, for sure. Yeah, it's the whole thing. But, but uh, I don't know, I guess over under on you for how you did it. Odds, do you feel as though you would have gone to the fancy restaurant in Denver at some point? I mean, I feel like any fancy restaurant, there's like a 25% chance that Claire has been there. so if I get a three or lower, I'm going to say that you visited it. All right. Hey, a one. Okay. totally been there. Um, the food was delicious, but it was kind of unsettling. The spirits there were... weirdly predatory. Yeah... Yeah, that was definitely memorable then. But yeah, no, you can't remember a whole lot about it because you've seen a lot of dangerous stuff in different places, but you don't know what the heck to make of that. Yeah. Okay. Well, that'll be a stop on our journey to Denver, I'm sure, but I'm going to think about that a bit. All right. So... Uh, do you guys just pile in the car? Anything else you want to do before you head out? Uh, text Sophia. Let her know that I am going on a trip. Don't need to text her. She's right next to you. Oh, well then. She gives you a wave and says, Don't worry. I'll be seeing what I can do to get the lay of the land, as it were. I feel like there might be something interesting I can learn in the post office, at least for figuring things out generally. I think this town might have a rotary club. Always useful. That seems right up your alley. I'll see what I can do. Anyway. Just be careful. Oh, definitely. Okay. Got dangerous people made of straw over there, and honestly, I might spend some time in town proper. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so you pile into the van. Uh, uh, can you describe your ramshackle camper van? Uh, well used and well loved. It's pretty spacious. There's a lot of tech equipment there. There's um, like definitely a server and a bunch of cameras. Um, yeah. there's also a corner with like an altar and candles and mirrors and things. There's obviously used for rituals. Oh yeah. Um, empty food wrappers everywhere because he's sort of a garbage monster when it comes to food. But um, yeah, it's um it's the sort of van you'd expect for somebody who is very intelligent in certain areas with specific interests, who is like in their 
early 20s on Rumspringa and just like just sort of going around having that gap year indeed you've seen some very annoying people who had vans like this that then came back to your college yeah I was going to say this seems talked about how they backpacked across America seems like that this seems like some dorm rooms that that I have known so that being said they don't usually have interesting rituals and various little bits of rune work scribbled across things. Would you be listening to the spirit world? Because you do have the luxury of turning that off now. Yeah. Must be nice. Yes. Yeah. It's so nice. It's so nice. Um, I mean, yes, when she gets into an, in a new area, just sort of turns it on for like five minutes. You just very quickly anything I need to worry about, hear like on. a hear a gruff voice saying, Sir, there's a new intruder in the van. What are we going to do about it? Should I clatter the locks back and forth? I bet you I could do something to get her out of here. I, I am man, It's just a guest, says the van itself. <laughs> Be cool. You just gotta find ways to relax. There's a beautiful energy coming from this one. I feel it. I like your van. Uh, I don't trust her. They have their charms for sure, but uh, probably nice to have company. Hey man, how's the toaster settling in? Is it all cool? Oh, she loves it. Oh, excellent. Yeah, no, she felt like she was a little bit stifled in here, you know, bro. Like, like she needed to see the world. I think so. She kept doing that whole bagels, bread wanting a different diet thing, and I just, like, couldn't do it. I'm just one person, but I think Jeeves is going to treat her right. And also, she can use the telecom network now. It's a whole new world of experiences. Oh, man. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, what? you can, like, Wait, talk did to... you fireproof it? Yes, obviously. Uh, obviously, I've thought about this. <laughs> I mean, he's not a bad engineer. He is I a... know, it's just that uh... you made a poster into a telephone. Hi. You totally think you did. Yeah, see? Anyway. Look, I respect your role, and I respect that you made a toaster into a telephone. That's very impressive. But you also made a toaster into a telephone, and I need you to think about the implications of that. I don't see any problems with that. I think it's fine. Um, things will work out. I mean, Jeeves <laughs> will take care of it if nobody else does, hopefully. Yeah. Jeeves is very competent. Indeed. All right, so you guys get in and you start driving. Uh, yeah. So, like, for the record, driving in the mountainous portion of Colorado is a truly beautiful experience. Mm -hmm. Like, it's hell on your car and more than one time you're looking over the side of a cliff. Oh, sure. And just being like, wow, I can't believe I'm doing that. But even as you get a little bit flatter, you're looking at these fascinating little cuts in the road and interesting ridges and rivers and just a whole bunch of cool stuff. Like, push comes to shove, this is the kind of place that would make you want to swap your major from theater to painting. Yeah. There's a lot of nature around, and it's very pretty. Which is why it's almost a little bit... 
just depressing when you notice how much the land starts to flatten out mm. just as you're approaching Denver through Aurora. Like, the flatness of the Midwest is being replicated here in gorgeous mountainous Colorado, and it's way safer to drive on, and it's clearly, like, more efficient. But you feel as though you've lost a little bit of magic as you head into the Denver suburbs. But that kind of changes once you get your first glimpse of the skyline. There's a proper city here. <sighs> feel a little bit more connected. So, for the record, the most logical place for whatever was left behind by Tala is the Cloven Flowers Bakery, which is the home of the Cloves Whisper Werewolf Pack. Now much reduced, but still in existence and still running the bakery. Uh, what do you do as you approach Aurora? Um, what's my relationship with the, uh, the, the bake pack? Generally speaking, they were the, they were kind of like your host family on your foreign exchange program, because I think your, you said that your main family was mostly werewolves and wolf-bloodeds and were over in California or Nevada? Uh, I thought more like the Utah-Colorado border. Ah, the Utah-Colorado border. Got it. So they were down there. <clears throat> and, like, basically while you were striking out on your own, they were the contact who they put you in touch with. They're kind of like your... They're, they're your hosts, as it were. Okay. There's Before, any... Although you didn't really spend a lot of time with your hosts because you have a wanderlust in you. Very true. There wasn't any, like, bad blood after the attack? No. Okay. Glad Not to hear that. directly. There was a moment where David snapped at you, but David snapped at everyone after that, and then he apologized. Well, <laughs> good. Glad it wasn't a werewolf actually exploding at me. That would have been uh, much scarier. Oh, werewolves exploded at you. You just got away from those. Yes, good. <laughs> yeah, no. So you're just traveling in, uh, doing anything to prepare? Um. So, I'm sorry, I was kind of busy with, with Danny and sleeping bags and, um, what exactly are, are we looking for? We're looking for something under the floorboards. It seemed like she was maybe being observed while she was doing this whole message, so she didn't come around and say it. Okay. But that's as much as I know. Okay. And this was your friend? Yeah, I I ran up this pack for a while when I was in Denver. Okay. Um, I would have, before we left, probably shot them a message on whatever I am or email address I have for them to just say I'm going to be stopping by later today. It's important I found information they tell all of me. Gotcha. There's a moment, there's a long pause when you send that message, but eventually they 
stop back. They finally text back. All right. That's intense. Let's talk in person. Okay. See you at the bakery. Understanding that, you do very quickly uh, see a car tailgating you just a little bit as you're coming into town. Okay. Loki, you know this car. Oh? Yeah, no. It's uh, the car of two of the pack members. Here. Uh, Chris and Morris. Yeah, no, they were... They kind of are some of the few survivors of that incident. Sure. Um, I'll, but I'll you do get a message from them, actually. From Morris, specifically saying... Saying, giving you an escort. See you at the bakery. Alright, I'll give them a little wave in the rearview window. window Small and, message uh, of... Who's that with you in the car? Um, I'll tell them. I'll tell them the deal. As much as, like, I guess my phone is, like, has voice of speech and is also a spirit, so I can just say, uh... It's like, I, I can text them if you yeah, she, are driving. I'll, uh, tell them that she's a friend I made and that... I was with her pack when I found the information tower left, and they've proven themselves, and I trust them implicitly. Got that. Gotcha. And that's most of what you get until you drive through the rough, rough downtown Denver traffic. Yes. (laughs) A real nightmare. Yeah, now, now you've... The worst thing in this game. For the record, being in a city is very jarring after being in Good Springs. Like, the spirits here are completely different. Yeah, but I'm also an Iron Master, so I'm like, this feels yeah, a no, little it more does natural. Yeah, a little more into your wheelhouse. Yeah. Like, you know, you've spent so much time in the wilderness and just wandering back from lodge to lodge and cultivating your connections mm-hmm. that it's mm-hmm. nice having some dang road spirits underneath mm-hmm. your treads, you know? Mm-hmm. Those streetlight spirits just taking a little bit too much joy and stopping people in their tracks. <laughs> just just a little petty. Just a little bit. Yes, I know they recognize certain cars and just really good jazzed. Yeah, you know, the incredible like serpents that are the light rail spirits. Mm. Which Denver doesn't have a lot of, but some. Hmm. And you quickly pull up to one of the smaller buildings, only about four stories. Uh, and the bottom level of said building reads Cloven Flowers Bakery. Uh, I'm not going to make you roll for parking, but it is a nice <laughs> And very quickly, your pulled over and you end up running into and very quickly you find yourself face to face with Chris and Morris both 
on the shorter side, uh, but built clearly with muscle in mind. There, they give a nod to you, and but their arms are crossed, looking at you. Good evening. Well, Morris, it's afternoon. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Not important. Okay. So. Obviously, you are here in our territory, and we will ask you to respect that. You are guests right now of the yeah. clove <clears throat> of the clove's whisper pack. That said, welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. Um, Full disclosure, I only had my first change like 36 hours ago, so you guys are definitely the authorities here. I am just happy to be here. Please let me know if I do anything offensive, and I apologize. These two people go, go very quickly from, okay, what's going on? Is Loki being manipulated to, oh no, cinnamon roll baby in their <laughs> eyes? It's like, okay, well, uh, welcome. Uh, did you, you spend some time with a pack, get some proper training before that? Uh, a, a, a little, I, I mean, I, I was, uh, we, I, I met the pack um, back in Minneapolis, and um, I, I mean, I was, I was wolf-blooded, and, and so they were teaching me the ropes a little bit, like, but I was... That gets an even bigger reaction. You were in Minneapolis? I didn't think anyone survived. Then immediately they stopped. You know what? We don't need to bring that up right now. It's been a rough week. Um, yeah, Chris, but thank you. please don't do that. Sorry. Yeah, no. That was that was a needlessly intense thing for me to bring up right now. It's it's fine. I, I mean, it happened. It, it you know, it is what it is, so just happy to be here. Yeah, and I vouch for her. Thank you. Good to see you back, Loki. Good to see you again, too. Uh, yeah, it's... You know, they, they look still alert, but, you know, considerably less guarded after this conversation, and they... Come on, we'll get you to a donut. Ooh. And you are led quickly into the bakery proper. Well, sort of, because the place is very crowded and you're sort of bunched in as you're trying to get up. Uh, you, Loki, immediately recognize Jenny and Xander behind the counter. Just, you know, desperately serving customers. Uh, you you know, recognize that this place's only real distinction is that it's got good quality baked goods and you definitely smell cannabis from one section. <laughs> because you are in Colorado and that is yes. big business here and 22, they are checking IDs. 22.5 billion dollar economy or something? Oh yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a bake shop where you can get baked. But, uh... 
not necessarily the requirement for the record in this bake shop. They're clearly focusing on making a whole bunch of different things, but they do not exclude that from their treats. Uh, anyway, very quickly, you see Dave perk up and look over at you. Sorry, Xander perk up and look over at you and just, like, says something to Jenny and waves you back. Uh, Yana waves you back to the employees-only entrance. You follow him? Yeah, I, I do. I do not just stand him up and talk to other people. That would be a weird, weird thing for me to do right now. It would now. be yeah. a power move. <laughs> <laughs> it would be. You were kind of snippy at me after you lost somebody? Well. Uh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll like, give him a smile and like uh, yeah, no. jog over. Yeah, no, uh... Chris and Moritz follow back, and it's like, you want us here, says Moritz, or up front helping Jenny? Uh, you two go help Jenny, we've got a rush here. Some, I'd say it's about four o'clock in the afternoon now, roughly. So, eh, this place must be crazy busy on the proper rush hours. Yeah. <sighs> But now, uh, so you are left with, with Xander Smith, who <sighs> sits you down in a very utilitarian locker room with just a couple of folding metal chairs in it. And it's a bit tight quarters because it's a city downtown, so. Sure. But it's clearly well-loved and cared for, and with the roar of people outside, it's not like you're going to be overheard. So he checks the door, makes sure it's locked, sits down and says, Loki. Wait, now, pardon me, miss. He turns to you. So, uh... I hear you've been running with Loki, then? I, 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 we, we met, like, three hours ago. Um, yeah, Dave they're... give, sorry, Xander, Run. I'm going to be calling him Dave for you. Xander <laughs> he can just be look. Dave. <laughs> Xander gives you a look. And he's like, you brought someone into our territory who you met three hours ago. It's more complex than that. She was vetted by contacts in the Iron Masters and the Lotra Wires. And also... Oh, Archivist is vouching for her? Uh, Archivist is, along with a few other people I trust more. For the record, this is a lie! Okay, well, well I'm... I mean, unless... So, here's the thing. Archivist knows a lot of things, uh, but he would not know that one person had randomly undergone their first change and shown up in a random that, town in the middle of nowhere. That's true. Lorna is the one that was like, you can trust yeah, her. Yeah. Laura, and like, Laura would be someone who definitely provided... Sorry, Lauren... Lauren, not Laura, bah. 
would be someone who would have vouched. Yeah, for and she's her. like my peer in the Iron Master, so I didn't actually lie. No, that's fair. Okay, just clarifying this. Anyway, Dave looks over and says, "Huh? How is Lauren?" Fine. I mean, there, there's a lot of of stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, that over there is that like, territory but, has always been pretty darn weird. Speaking of which, yeah, I wouldn't describe her as happy per se, but I think she's sort of settled into things. That, that I mean, I guess that tracks with her situation. It's a complicated one, but we don't need to get into that right now. As far as I'm concerned, she's trustworthy. All right. Welcome to the town. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. No problem. Obviously, we're just one of the few few packs in Denver. This place is a bit dense. Yeah. I can give you the lay of the land later, but short version is don't go too far onto the other side of town or you'll hit a different PAX territory and we work pretty well with them but uh, just have to get in touch with them in order to get transportation around I yeah no obviously you know how it goes oh yeah definitely do you want to roll a deception (laughs) I mean yeah but she's not trying that hard (laughs) Uh, it's my nips after Oh, handy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what do you get? He just nods and accepts this. That makes sense. Alright. Then, then he sits down and his face gets a little more dour. So, you found something out about Tala in her old hometown? Yeah, I had a prophetic dream where she asked me to go to Good Springs and visit her grave. And then I followed some clues she left me and found this, and I pull up the text documents on my phone. He picks up your phone, looks over it, and the heavily built, middle-aged bald Latino man just scrolls through the list in the text file sees the broken disjointed text it's like (sighs) this is Oh, first speech. Sorry, sometimes I forget about that. Um, <laughs> Alright, I, I can read it for you, but it's kind of a weird one. He nods and lets you read it. Alright, I... You read it aloud. I do so. He is not encouraged by what he reads. This doesn't sound like Tala. Uh, it doesn't sound great, but I think if I didn't follow this up as well as I could, I'd regret it forever. So that's what I'm doing right now. 
No, you're right, just... We gotta think of the angles here, he says, sort of getting up and pacing. What do they have? Look, say I know maybe what she's talking about. What would someone have to gain by reading Tala's old stash? Maybe someone trying to weaken us? We don't have another right master right now. Um... I don't know your enemy since I left town. If anybody news popped up, if... Yeah, there was some trouble, but it got taken care of pretty Good. quickly. Of course, you know, it got taken care of by other lesser trouble, but that's a whole other story. Denver is a big place, and you know how crazy it is. It's a big ecosystem, a lot of big fish lurking around. Very. Some far too big for their britches, and not worth trying to push against, honestly. <sighs> Look, you gotta understand, this is an ask. Asking me to give up fetishes to you, made by her. You don't have a lot left of Tala. Sort of, his voice cracks just ever so slightly as he says that. I wouldn't take a fetish unless I thought I could save somebody else's life. And if I do end up doing that, I will pay you back. Look, we're not, we're not trying to cut crazy deals like that, okay? I get it. We should... Alright, let's follow me upstairs. He pulls... He pulls you upstairs and, you know, you find yourself in a row of somewhat stereotypical apartments. But with a few more communal areas than you're used to. For downtown Denver, there's surprisingly few... There's surprisingly few people packed into this building. Get the sense it's... more of a hub for travel. A werewolf hotel, if you will. <laughs> nice. And you... He leads you over... Sighs, pulls out a ring of keys, flips through it, opens a door, and you find yourself in a place where you have only been in probably once. Isn't Tala's bedroom? Okay. I'm looking at the floorboards, being like, how are we going to destroy this floor to honor Tala's <laughs> last, uh, last wishes? Well, the first thing you notice is that it's carpet, mostly, so I'm not sure what to make of that. But then you see him go to the corner, pick up an edge, lift it, and reveal some floorboards, and he pulls it up. He pulls out a small stash. That was easier. There's a flint knife, a jar with a pair of what look like canines 
very, very sharp canines sitting in them. Pulls out a fan, a bundle of feathers, a bag of marbles, a jar. <sighs> okay, what... So, what was Tala trying to help you with? She left a few things, obviously. She built stuff. Uh... I guess what Mike thinks is that she's being held in duress, like, in the in-between state between here and the unknown kingdoms of the afterlife and she wants me to either stop other people from being that same fate or be liberated and that the next clue is here so that is what I'm thinking of when I look through this pile of things that Sandra's pulling out in front of me he looks down for a moment and he reaches over and picks up the flint knife it's crude but sturdy, and he rolls it back and forth in his fingers for a moment. Fire burnt down a little family home and left some people behind about a decade back. Tala made this. He hands it to you to quiet the spirits and put them down permanently. And I don't mean spirits' spirits, I mean the restless dead. Hmm. Best guess. She was talking. To, she was talking about this. If that was her, which I am not convinced of. That's still. I don't have a lot of use for it. That's fair, but my prophetic dreams are usually pretty accurate. Being able to make connection with me I and spoof that would be. I don't. I don't doubt, doubt the wisdom of Red Wolf, but you said this was Tala who was talking to you instead? It was this time. This whole thing seems a bit fishy to me, I'm not going to lie. Still, it's worth following up. He... Can you roll me a wits empathy check? Or a manipulation empathy check? Probably with sympathy. Ooh. I can, but it won't be great. I don't know people. Alright. None. I need to remember that one success does count as a success. Yep. It does. System. And it tens very explode. much does. Yep. You see his fingers twitch a little as he says that. His voice just quickening ever so slightly. It's clear thinking. You're looking at a man who is trying not to hope too much and trying not to believe that his just dead wife is still suffering. Thank you. We really, really appreciate it. And no matter what's going on, whether it's her, whether it's not, it's, it's clearly something right so there is some supernatural presence that graveyard was unusual uh unusual like three how? there weren't any spirits or ghosts like none that genuinely stops him 
None. No. In a graveyard. Yeah, and another werewolf who has the site confirmed it. Uh, we've both never seen anything like it, so... That's... Okay, you might have something going on here. There's definitely something in... I mean, something's always going on, but I have never heard of that one before. Yeah, um, I mean, if somebody's impersonating Tala, I will ruin their day for sure. But uh, I feel like I have to follow this up, and I have no reason to not think it's her right now. So, no, that, that's that sort that of tracks. where we are. That does track. Miss, uh, I'm sorry. Oh. What was your name again? I'm so sorry, it's Claire. Lovely to meet you. You too. Uh, Xander Smith. But, all right, could you give me a minute alone with Loki? Yeah, of course. Just wait out in the hallway, it won't take long. Yeah. He sort of sits down on his bed, rough, rough earth tone, brown and green covers, and a sort of flannel pattern in a largely unremarkable bed frame. And he looks up at you. So, kid, you keeping safe out there? Yeah, I'm sad to say it, but here was the last time I uh, really saw any danger. I get that. But... Look... When you're just a human and you talk to werewolves and spirits, you're never going to be completely safe. But this is sort of the hand I was dealt through my family and through my gifts. So that's what I have to do. I I get that. I just... Look, I don't want to have to call your parents if something happens, okay? His face turns red when Xander says that. Like, please don't call my parents. Uh... All right, I just wanted to check in. How do you feel about these folks you met three hours ago? Sorry, you know what? You cannot form an impression in that time. I am not going to poke at that. Uh, you're right, but... Oh no, there's something there. I feel like... I don't know. There's something about them and their territory that sort of calling out to me, making me, like, want to stop and look around and stay a while, and... Facts can be like that sometimes. Yeah. People use different analogies for that feeling. You know, some folks call it marriage, but that's a bit extreme. And other people talk about it like being in a rock band, you know? You know that these are people you're going to work with and try to rely on for a bit. You're making something together. My well, experience, sometimes it's somewhere in the middle of all that. But just keep your head on your shoulders. You got a good one. All right? Oh, shucks. Oh, don't get too big in the head either. Well, too late for that. Oh, Sandra, help me. I'm... Decided that Sandra is your mom's name, if you have no objections. No, that's great. 
Ex- excellent. All right. She was also the bone shadow one, so she's probably like these. <laughs> these are my friends from back in college or whatever. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. From Bone Shadow University. Yeah. I I want to go there. I probably should go there. I don't think it exists, but it should. Anyway, <clears throat> he stretches up, cracks his back, and opens the door. Uh, Claire, you've just been sitting out, and... Yep. Uh, you did notice that that door was a lot harder to hear through than a lot of other doors, because this is clearly a house built by werewolves. Claire was just sitting, she was standing in the hallway, you know, just like hands in her pockets, and she was like humming to herself a little bit, very politely. <laughs> she no, was not tracks. trying to eavesdrop. That tracks. Uh, all right. So he steps out, and Xander just sort of sighs and looks at you and says, all right, look, we've got a lot of work to do over here, and I don't know how val- how much you're going to dig up with that message, but keep us posted as it goes on, and we'll see what we can do. Anything else we can help you? You hear a sound of footsteps padding up the stairs, and that skinny little girl uh, from the front Jenny, who is just looking down and trying to interact with the customers as little as possible out of (laughs) not impoliteness, but apparent fear comes up and says uh, Mr. Smith uh, we Sally Beamer's here that gets a pause fun fact, you know Sally Beamer's Sally Beamer was the person who asked you about rock climbing. Weird. Alright, well, I guess Xander's eyes... You hear just the tiniest bit of a growl in the back of his throat. Then he takes a deep breath, calms himself, and says, Okay. We have a relationship. That's fine. What does she want to talk about? Did she say anything? Or is she going to force her way here before we do anything? He, she wants to talk about your guests, sir. That's weird. Um, I'm going to take out my phone and do the thing where I can have a surveil somebody as long as they're within one mile and leave it on her for a bit. So That's fair. She's down, down below. <sighs> he, Xander just rubs at her, rubs at his temples and mutters to himself. When you were trying to calm down your friend, she stopped by your territory and wanted to climb the walls, like have a financial arrangement. And oh, her story was slick and was just too plausible to be plausible, if you know what I mean. Uh, I, I am actually familiar with that, yeah. He okay. hated her, oh, by the way. Damn I set up cameras suckers. so that if she okay. does touch that, we can uh, see. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Come on, let's go downstairs. And you, and he leads you down where you see Sally Beamer dressed much more formally. 
standing a little bit straighter than before, looks you up and down as you approach and says, <clears throat> Hello. Thank you very much for allowing us to speak with your guests. Our arrangement with the Cloves, Cloves Whispers Whisper Pack remains strong, and we respect your needs. That is why we would like to formally respect <clears throat> you and formally request uh, that you allow us to have a conversation with your guests. He just sort of narrows his eyes and sits back. You have an arrangement with us that does not include people who we bring into our territory. They're under our protection. Indeed, I can assure you, you, that my mistress has everything in order. These people will not be harmed, these people will be given gifts, and these people will be given assurances of protection. It is our hope to open a dialogue with more of your people, not seal ourselves away. Hmm. Um... Can Loki make an occult check to see if he thinks he knows yeah, if she's a supernatural, ahead. what kind of supernatural yeah. she is? Because she's doing some changeling stuff or mage stuff that I don't love, really. Uh, I'm trying to think. Is there a way that I can use my vice? Like, be just a little bit too blatant and get a willpower? Um, if you're, like... I will say that if you're, like, looking her up and down and, like, getting almost close enough to sniff her, then you can get a vice point. It will be rude, but you would get a vice point for it to regain a willpower. Okay. Well, she's being rude. I'm being rude. It's... It balances out. Is she rude? She's being ominous. Oh, my God. You have so much intercult. I do. That's one of the two things that <laughs> does really well. Uh, I only got one with all those dice, so probably guys hunt the willpower on it. Yeah, you have no idea what's going on, and as you lean forward and sniff at her, she shocks you by holding out her arm so you can sniff more closely. Oh, does she like have a fragrance or something? Uh, roll me wit's perception. This is going to be at a minus three for you because you are not a werewolf. Well, if she is like wearing a perfume or something, like Maybe. I wear, I'm wearing friars or whatever. Indeed. Uh, wits perception, do you mean intelligence plus wits? I'd say that would be either an int investigation or a wits composure check. Sorry. Okay. Ooh, can I do int investigation? Yeah, go for I it. I am a werewolf. Well, I get three dice on that then. Also, an important question, how polite are you being about this? Are you walking Very. up to her and no. Nope. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's going to be at a minus two for oh. you then. All right. Unfortunately, with those penalties, I do not succeed. 
So. I am I am going to, well, I already rolled, but I will not do anything with that 10. So just one success to try to, if that works. She is wearing a very tasteful perfume that is in this season. It is not very loud. It is not very intense. Nice. Uh, it is the kind of thing that you would wear as a responsible businesswoman. And she pulls herself back slightly and says, Would you be willing to come and join us? At the 53-54? Her eyebrows raise. You've genuinely impressed her. I see that you're already informed. Impressive. All right. Well, if if you will uh, pick up the tab and you will ensure our safety in the city and all the other things you just promised my good friend here, then I see no reason why we couldn't have a conversation. You've just come to me under two different guises in one day, which is not usually the dumb thing where I'm from. So I apologize for the deception, as does my mistress. Please understand that we are trying to maintain as secretive a presence as possible, which requires us to be prudent in how much information we give in any given interaction. Except for this next one, hopefully. We are now aware of your ties and natures in ways that we were not before. Not, not a yes, but all right, I'll take it. <laughs> Um, Xander, thanks for being my guy in this, and I'm sorry I sort of ruined your morning, but I'll make it up to you. Xander. Hand, hand to Red Wolf. Xander. Oh boy. Relying on the reliability of the first of change. Of course. But, no. Sorry, I don't mean to disrespect. <sighs> I presume standard arrangements apply? Indeed, Sally says. <sighs> How paranoid do you want me to be about this? Is Xander addressing Yeah, Xander's Loki? addressing okay. Loki. Um, <laughs> DEFCON 4, I guess? I'm not sure. I don't know much about this woman besides she spoke to me uh, the other day and looked completely different. That would be what happens when you deal with vampires. Fair <coughs> enough. Nope, poker face. Poker oh, she's face. like a ghoul. Poker face. She tilts her head. Indeed. This is going to be a novel experience. Yeah, no. Did you know that vampires existed? No! Nope. That might not have been in your, like, two months of orientation. Yeah, I don't know how it would have come up unless they were already really active in Minneapolis. Uh, cities, so maybe, but I uh, don't think it would have come up because you were dealing with a lot of stuff at the time. Yeah. Poker face. In any case, uh, do you want to roll a... Uh, 
Manipulation Deception for your poker. Sorry, a Manipulation Subterfuge for your poker face. For sure. Um, I'm going to spend a willpower because I would like to be good at this. Suddenly real invested in uh, coming across like I have any idea what's going on. Hey, wow, I did not need to spend that willpower. It's fine. It's fine. It wasn't helpful, but it's fine. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. success. Five successes on Poker Face. I, I knew yeah, about vampires. This isn't surprising to me. No, this is completely yeah. unsurprising to you. You recall a hundred... <laughs> Shocking revelations at a hundred state dinners. Oh, yeah. And mm -hmm. you're just like, of course. Mm -hmm. Yes, vampires and exist. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And half of them are my dad's friends. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> She is very much just suddenly going through like all of the like important people she knows being like, have I ever seen them in the sunlight? It's fine. I it's mean, fine. Dracula can walk around the sunlight. Pull the, you can pull the top off of that if you want. Oh, okay, I didn't. It's a pop. It's not a screw, it's a pop-off. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, thank you. Yes, indeed. So yeah, I definitely know all right. what vampires are. If you want, we can pull the limo up or if you wish to travel in your own conveyance, uh, we would respect that. Uh, no, I'll take a limo. Very well, then, she says. Oh, sure. She says, if you're doing that, then we're following the standard rules. <sighs> of course, sir, says Sally. She sits down and gestures outside, pulls out her phone, and starts typing into it. I will be remaining here. Under our watchful guise. Indeed, she says, quietly tapping at her phone. The apparently completely willing hostage points out to the street where you see that a limo has somehow gotten a direct perfect front parking spot right in front of the bakery. I'm just assuming they're in the no parking zone and no one will ever call them in on it. Denver during rush hour though. Even even with that <laughs> amount of brazenness, that's impressive. Indeed. You walk into yes. a walk into a lovely limousine. There are drinks arranged in the area. Um, uh, I'm not even going to make you roll for this. You smell blood, Claire. <laughs> Great. Ominous. Oh. From Low anywhere in specific or just stuff has happened in this limo? Roll me a wits composure. I will roll you a wits composure. Or an int investigation, depending on how you're handling this. Are you poking in people, poking in places and looking for stuff? Or are you just smelling the air and trying to get something? Just smelling, really trying hard to be, like, normal. But, like, trying very hard to, you know. Yes, this is... Yes. 
I mean, about being a limo, Claire has clearly been in limos before. Like, that that she knows how so to you, do. You this can get fine. the smell. It's here. It's present. But you can't get a lot of detail about it, unfortunately. All right. You know. Uh, but there is definitely the smell of blood in this limo. I uh, Loki will destroy it those. delicious. Complimentary drinks, if mm-hmm. any of them are not blood. Oh, plenty. Okay. Yeah, he'll take out a uh, two, slightly too fancy vintage of wine and just like pop the top and drink from the bottle. Drinking from the bottle. Oh boy, can you give me a quick stamina roll? Just stamina, or is there like a. Sorry, a right. Uh, let's do resolve stamina. Or this might be stamina composure. Alright, composure is better for me actually, so I will do that. Ooh, that's at least one. One. Yeah. Perfect. You are fine. The chauffeur quietly drives you over. Uh, he is completely silent unless you try to engage him in conversation, do you? I don't. Takes a little bit of time to uh, get. I think Loki would. He doesn't. <laughs> These people have been rude to him, so he's like, eh, I'll. I'm, I'm not, like, obliged to be nice to them since they promised not to hurt me. So, um, he'll be like, hey, so, uh, what's your name? We were really introduced. Uh, my name is Mr. Tibbs. Mr. Tibbs. So do you work for Sally, or are you guys, like, um, sort of colleagues, or...? Sally and I are co-workers. Oh, okay, cool. You work for 5354, or...? Like I work for the mistress, who owns fifty three fifty four, among other things. Oh, so, like, kind of. Do you like do sous chef stuff on the weekend, or? I have many talents that are used at various times. Okay. Um. Can I make a social check to see if I can get him to do any human reaction or emotion? Uh, and you as well. Uh, I was going to ask if I could roll anything with my short but existing previous time in the city and just general knowledge and connection. If it's like, okay, well, someone's going by the mistress, is apparently a vampire, and owns this specific restaurant, does that bring any names? Roll me an intelligence politics check. I have that. Oh, could I jump in? Yeah, go ahead. All right. I don't have a lot of it. But I have it. Four, I'm gonna five, say neither of you have six. a. Oh, hey yo! Disadvantage. One success. Yeah, no. There is a local Denver. You know that there's a local Denver business mogul who owns a few different restaurants and nightclubs around the area. Uh, you don't remember her name. You do remember her name. This is. Gertrude Van Buren, and you had dinner with her once. Oh no! <laughs> okay, I think Loki will bring that up and be like, "I, she's like this type of person, and I think I heard her name once, but I forgot it. Do you, like, know what her deal is? Oh, yeah, uh, Ms. Van Buren, we're aware. She was incredibly polite, caring, mm-hmm. and attentive to your needs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I'm going to do a intelligence computer research check if I can to just 
get everything I can on this woman. Okay. Roll it. Oh wait, do I, equip, do I get an equipment bonus for having... Ah, uh, yes, I'm going to call that a plus two for your yes. fancy fetish. Actually, what's the rating of that fetish? The dot rating? It is a plus three. Okay, so let's just do a plus three there. I don't know if that's quite the correct Ooh. ruling, but for the sake of getting things... Dang! Nice. One, two, three... Wow, not Clan Nosferatu's three. most shining hour. Uh... <laughs> So, uh, yeah, now you quickly pour through some information. You find her at the openings of a variety of galas, some wonderful events. There is a post that was on the way back machine talking about how she manages to keep looking young. Despite of her being apparently 53. And you roll back and you find another extremely similar looking person in even further back archives. A real uh, hobgadling situation here? Indeed. Yeah, no. Um, you don't. Are, is there something specific you're looking for here? You have a margin of one success, so. Yeah, what is a political rival or, like, a fixture in the town that she absolutely cannot stand and who I might be able to ingratiate myself with? Okay, um... You're just here to cause problems. So there is, in fact, a person who has... She has gotten into a minor dispute over the land use with a one mister uh with a one mister let me just pull this up uh a one mister jacob blaine who is a very intense sort of artsy promoter person who owns the wolf cat convergence station a ridiculously kitschy but also incredibly cool depending on your perspective uh, interactive art ah, exhibit yes. that is just a fascinating thing where you walk through a building that is supposedly the merging of five different alien worlds as you wander around inside it and it's really awesome to do high. Yeah. Alright, given Loki's not insignificant occult knowledge and yeah. intelligence, These, does he think that this might be somebody of similar supernatural majesty, or is he just like a guy who sort of blindly With stumbled into... With the margin into... of success of one, it's hard to tell. You okay. do know that the building is really garish and wheel and weird, and it looks terrible right next to the wine bar that's just across the street that Miss Van Buren owns. And... Clearly, there is some tension over this. Okay. Uh, In terms of the cultivated character of the city. He might be just a doofus, but I hope he's, like, touched the face of Carcosa or something wild and we can talk to him. But, yeah, no. Uh, So, you drive up. uh, You reach in, you know, a reasonable amount of time. The... Uh, area. I'm going to say that it's about uh, 
I'm going to say is that it's getting to about six now. Reasonable. So the sun is just coming down. Oh wow, she timed that great. <laughs> Indeed. That was a lot so of practice. So though she has practice with this. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, now uh, you're brought up in a elevator. There's a bellhop in it who turns a key and presses a button. Muzak starts playing. As you just slowly ascend, a very tall, sort of gorgeous stepped skyscraper. Uh, yeah, no. 1810 is actually a quite nice building. Uh, not the most fancy, but like sturdy and with an understated charm as you rise up to it. It's got class. Indeed. And as you get to the 54th floor, you open into a well-appointed, uh, very pretty looking bar and grill. You notice that the sun has na just now set and you see, <clears throat> let's see here, I've got some text for this actually. No, uh, it's a rooftop bar uh, and it's mostly empty. There's clearly some staff and a quartet of patrons sitting at a nearby table. You notice that they don't appear to have anything but untouched water glasses in front of them. Uh, and the view is extraordinary. The decor is tasteful. It evokes the most classy imagining of a 1950s diner, if you can, uh, with like perfect red leather seating and just an amazing view of the skyline around you. Mm. It's a wonderful place. You have totally been here before and yeah. you have absolutely met that. Yeah. It's still nice. Well, now I'm underdressed. Indeed. Yeah, no, you are both wildly underdressed. <laughs> uh, Loki is wearing a three wolf moon shirt. Amazing. And like mechanics oh, pants with a bunch of tools in the pockets because that's sort of his deal. Uh, he's like, hmm, well, I, I didn't plan to be here, so really it's on them, not me, for not having, like, a blazer. You mm -hmm. can smell blood. Yeah. So much blood. Different kinds of blood. You don't see blood anywhere, but you smell it. There's a lot of it. Mm -hmm. It's mouth-watering. Claire's whole goal is here is just to maintain that exceptional success on like composure. Just, yeah. She is just here for poker face. Honestly, with the exceptional success earlier, I'm going to allow that, but yes. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, you notice in a corner booth, looking out at the best view, there's a woman who appears to be in her early twenties. Uh You've met her before, Claire. And she gets up and gets up and greets you directly. Miss Whitlock, it's been some time. Miss Van Buren, it's wonderful to see you again. Indeed. I'm very sorry to hear about the situation with your sister, genuinely. 
Thank you. She was an important voice in your city. I agree, but I don't think her voice will be silenced for long. That's very good to hear. Perhaps I might be able to help you with that. Well, I appreciate the offer. Thank you. Of course. Uh, Mr. Lowkey, I believe it is? Um, yes, maybe Mr. Sawyer might be more appropriate in these of environments. Course. Mr. Sawyer, I'm told you're something of a technical wonderkind. Oh, you're going to make me blush. Well, that's very nice to say. Um, is that the, the nature of your proposition? I'm a little unclear as to why I'm here, if truth be told. Entirely reasonable. First of all, let me apologize for... Please understand that keeping a low profile is extremely important to us, which means that sometimes we make mistakes in courtesy in an attempt to improve our security. And still, I expect better of our staff and team and apologize for this oversight. Well, thank you for the apology. There was no harm done. So, if I may, um, did you have any real interest in Good Springs besides me just having to be there that day, or...? We have quite a bit of interest in Good Springs, actually. So, uh, would you care to sit? She sits down. Thank you. Oh, sure. Uh, would you like anything? We can bring out refreshments. Ooh, yeah, Loki's going to tear through that menu and... <laughs> Just, are you just ordering everything on the menu? Not everything on the menu, but definitely, like... I think when Loki eats, he acts like he's never going to see food ever again. So when he's in, like, yes. a five-star restaurant with yeah, carte no. blanche... You have fancy sliders and <sighs> very, very perfectly constructed tacos and a whole bunch of other things. Yeah, definitely a steak or two. Oh, yes, definitely. Get in the surf and turf. There isn't a surf and turf, but there is a perfect little steaks bites, no. steak tartare pucks recipe. Mm. And also, and something, and uh, the special selection, as it were, are people sharing similar taste in some delicacies. Oh, well, don't mind if I do, thank you. Indeed. And so, you know, she returns with a bottle that smells strongly of blood. Yep. It is opaque. It looks a little bit like that one that's sitting in front of you. Mm. Indeed. Uh, huh, it's, I know, I know that you, I know that <clears throat> you have uh, some rather strict rules generally about about uh, consuming certain things that give you pleasure in this particular vein, if you'll allow me to say it. But fortunately, uh, I am very happy always to have found out that blood is something of an exception to the rule. So that's always been a point of contact between our peoples that I've very much appreciated. And I think you will enjoy this particular vintage quite a bit. None for me, thank you. But I'm glad it's allowed you to find a point of contact. Uh, Loki is... darkly curious, I guess, would be the most accurate description. Indeed. Uh, so, gonna are... lean into that advice and maybe, like, take the... 
<laughs> do you champagne flute this this vampire's offering me and see of what course. happens? A, a gentleman very carefully pours you a tiny little cup of blood. Not a lot, just a finger. Finger. You're like but waft and get like the bouquet. You can smell this very strongly now. Yeah. Can you give me a wits composure check with a plus three? Oh. Also, add your wolf senses, which I believe is a plus one in Hishu. Oh, wait. I'm going to make, if you allow it, a uh, intelligence occult check to see. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is going to be at a minus two for you because you don't often run around tasting random blood. One would hope. Oof. Three successes. All right. Loki, this is werewolf blood. Oh. Claire, this is werewolf blood, and you recognize it. Yeah, it's not weird at all. You've smelled this smell before, and you didn't think about absorbing this smell, but you definitely smelled it when you were surrounded by the goons of that boy who pretended he cared about you. One of them smelled like this. Interesting! Obviously, as you can see, we have a mutual interest in keeping unadvantageous and impolite parties out of our orbits. I despise the Ivory Claws. So that's one point of why I invited you here. They attempted to make a bit of a foothold here in Denver, and that problem has been resolved. Oh, well, that's the best news we've heard all day, so... Thank you for that. Glad to hear it. I recognize the vintage. Excellent. Of course. As you can see, we have many interests in common, and one of the most major ones, which I think you'll agree with, is getting us out of your territory and business in Good Springs. And unfortunately, that is more difficult than I would like it to be. And what is the reason for that? Tell me, what do you know about Robert Kleiner? We've been conducting research. I have been as well. And I can tell you with some certainty that he was experimenting with some extremely dangerous necromancy. Was he a Bajai to your knowledge, or just a guy with money who was trying to... Find answers. Unfortunately, I don't know the details. Okay. I suppose I could try and ask certain elements of this city that, but we are not necessarily on the best of terms. Which I, of course, will seek to rectify, she says. If you want to do a wit's composure on <laughs> a wit's empathy on that. Sorry, wit's empathy. I will roll the one time allowed to. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, 
there, there's a, the ever so slightest twitch in her eye when she says that. Yeah, definitely see that. Yeah. Loki will drink the forbidden blood at this point. Drink that werewolf so blood. So you're a wolf blood, not a werewolf. So you don't get the full intensity that you would if you had undergone the first change. But even you can tell that this is a potent beverage. Oh, like this guy had some serious uh, primal, primal dots? Well, I mean, it's more on the order of any werewolf's blood uh, is okay. potent. Sure. You can't track it with your nose the way you could if you were a werewolf, but in some cases, it's interesting because, like, on one hand, like, you've been a human who's... You're kind of a human who's ingested a mouthful of blood, and that's a mixed feeling at best, but you're also a little bit primal. And you feel as though you've gained just the tiniest bit of power over someone by consuming this. Just the tiniest bit. It's a small voice in your head, but it's there. Okay, yeah, he'll do the sort of grimace and cough that you do when you just do a shot that you were really underestimating and say, never, that was quite an experience. Indeed, such vintages are spicy. In any case, you will be happy to know that there are no kindred in Good Spring outside of the mansion. No one goes there. No one who wants to come back. We know that kindred go into that mansion, and we know that they do not die. What draws them there? We are uncertain. There is a very old, very old friend of mine who is currently in residence there, and I can assure you it was not by his choice. I would like to get him and any other kindred who are still alive inside, out of you there, out of your territory and your hair. I believe that we would both benefit from such an arrangement. We do have an interest Claire assumes <laughs> in keeping our territories separate. Our investigations... There are some times when we can allow a little bit of overlap when we've had to form such important and effective relationships as we have with the Cloves Whisper pack, but I completely respect your sovereignty in Good Springs. Seeing as we don't currently have that kind of relationship ourselves. Of course. Such things take time. Our investigation into the mansion is ongoing. If there are kindred inside who are able to be retrieved, 
it seems likely that we could attempt to do so as smoothly as possible. How, um, if I might interject, how do you propose that they be moved, placated? I've heard that when um, people of your type don't feed for a while, uh, they get difficult to have a conversation with, shall we say. You're not correct. However, they have not been behaving normally. Our ability to observe them is extremely limited, obviously. However, they do not appear to be exhibiting the symptoms of withdrawal that we would expect. Something is moving them. That is our current hypothesis. So your assumption is that they're not exhibiting withdrawal because their behavior is being forcibly changed rather than them not experiencing withdrawal At for other moment, reasons. At this moment, that is a hypothesis, not an assumption. But yes. I also can tell you a few more details from our work. Please do. I have lost a few very good very important people scouting that area, those who would not be affected by the, let's say, pull of the mansion. I <clears throat> also know that your current, I believe it's referred to as a den, was That's occupied correct. prior by two different groups following our occupation before yours. One of them was what we can only assume to be a cult. They were the ones who built that turret that sits on your house rather incongruously. The other group is concerning. We don't know very much about them, and they were thorough. Many of them had advanced degrees, and after some incidents that led to losses on their part, they left. Advanced degrees in what, specifically? A variety of fields. Theoretical physics, biology, chemistry, and one who researched mythology. All right, I think I understand what you're saying. Perhaps. Would you care to shed some light on this? If you might have an idea of who they might be. I know they were supernatural researchers of some kind. But I don't know which ones. I... I didn't really look through the building very thoroughly. I was only there for a few hours, as you know, but... 
your description seems to make me think that they were the Magi, or at least a, a smaller cabal. I am moderately convinced that the Magi were not involved in that situation. Oh, that is interesting. Poker moderately. Face, poker face, poker face. You want to roll that again? <laughs> no. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, another with composure. Yes, you're learning a lot today. I am learning a lot today. You came to a big city. There are lots of people in the big city. Yeah, it's fine. I did not succeed. She does not openly react to your eyes going wide. Poke face, poke face, poke face. In any case... In any case, the individual who I'm most interested in extracting is named Nicholas Curson. He was a businessman of some repute in the area, although his nickname was not particularly appreciated. I don't know that I'm familiar with his nickname. Are you familiar with the story of Melted Nick? I mean, Loki might be because he sort of... Do you want to roll me a memory check? That would be... uh, I would say... <clears throat> I would say intelligence and composure. Oh, two of my my two best stats. Don't mind if I do. One, two, three. Just three. All right. You remember this because you heard about him just earlier today. In the history museum, there was a discussion of oh. the deformed bootlegger, yeah. belted, melted Nick, who mysteriously showed up and started smuggling moonshine through Good Springs. Yeah, I said he was like a Dick Tracy villain. Yes, he was okay. mysteriously deformed. Okay. In a mysterious way that made him look almost not at all human. Okay, yeah, there's that sort of look of like, huh, I actually do know that guy. All right, uh, well. Yeah, you weren't at this exhibit, so I you might not remember. Uh, Nothing. In any case, he is currently present and moving inside of that mansion. And we would very much like for him to come back home to his kindred. Sure. Um, when you say moving, um, that that sounds to me a little ominous. Is that a sort of just imprecise... He's not moving the way he used to. I don't know if he's a puppet on strings for something terrible inside there, or something else. But... And she... There's a moment where her face, you almost feel like you're seeing something real on her face, where she says, he's a friend, and I don't recognize him right now. 
at least not from the pictures and videos. Oh, um, would you allow us to see these before we go in? It, knowing what's inside would probably make an op we run much more efficient. Do you have a secure system to, by which to receive files? Uh, oh boy, do you ever! <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I have a supernally secure system, actually. Uh, I see. Damien. And then, for a moment, there was no one there. And then suddenly, a mysterious, deformed-looking guy in a fancy suit with huge pointed ears and a strange curled nose appears suddenly right next. Can I get composure checks? Just flat composure checks. Just from both, flat both composure. Yep. Wow, that's terrible. Oh, shit! Not a subterfuge composure? <laughs> no, just okay. flat composure. None. None for me. Yep. You can't help but go, ah! <laughs> you manage to keep your cool. Poker face, poker face, poker face. <laughs> and she says, Yes, my prince, what can I help you with? Oh, God, he has the voice. And she says, Would you be so very kind as to... Uh, make sure that you transfer files appropriately and securely from the observation project to the one Mr. Sawyer here. Oh, absolutely. Uh, what VPN are you using? He'll just rattle off his IP yeah, yeah. address. I'm sure he has a memory. You respond. Yeah, you get... For a moment, you feel an immediate spiritual kinship as this person actually knows what he's talking about. Hell yeah, alright. Yeah, no. There, There is a big wall of techno babble happening right next to you, Claire. It's fine, it's fine. Okay. Is the observation project ongoing and structural? It is. And I do have some, some agents still in your town. If you want, I can put you in contact with them. Thank you. I believe the current head of that project is... One moment, let me pull up some information. She pulls out a tablet of her own from her purse and starts looking through. And just give me a second to pull this up. Yes, you'd want to speak to Mr. Blake, who is currently embedded as a bouncer in the nightclub known as the Todd and Vixen. He will be able to 
provide you with additional support. Thank you. Anything that we can do. Now, was there anything else you wanted to touch on? Can I assume that Mr. Blake is able to contact you if we wish to open correspondence or have further questions? I will make sure to treat his correspondence with the utmost <clears throat> immediacy. Uh, do you have further questions? I have so many questions that the mind reels. Um, I suppose, uh, is there any compensation you could offer our other, the other members of Claire's pack, um, besides the withdrawal of your presence from Good Springs? Um, Claire is she amiable, but, um, some of her colleagues might not want to run errand for the Vampire Prince of Denver only on just um, sort of non-escalation. She tilts her head to the side. Resources could be provided to assist you in this endeavor. However, do be aware that the more you ask of me, the more I will ask of you in return. I'm not opposed. I think this could be a fruitful and long-lasting relationship. I appreciate your candor. All right. Uh, hmm. Give us a little bit of time to set up something, and we'll see if we can't provide some extra resources for you. They should be arriving shortly. We'll see what we can provide. Obviously, our ability to provide direct support is limited due to the nature of your territory. All right, so she won't, like, drop a contract or anything for us, or it's just all sort of in the handshake phase right now? Right now it's in the handshake phase, okay. because... Uh, do you want to roll me in intelligence politics? Love that. Okay. Um, Three for me. Oh, wow, you've got this on top. Good. Uh... You get the sense that this is someone who has something in mind, but doesn't want to commit to it just yet before she's had a chance to see you in action. You get the sense that this is a, this is a, I have a lot of money, but I don't give it away easily. I also don't know if I'm ready to trust these yahoos with any resources just yet. We are yahoos, that's fair. Indeed. She has suspected we are yahoos. Absolutely. So, anyway, uh, but yes, no. I don't, I wouldn't actually mind just catching up with you for the record, Miss, Miss Whitlock. I genuinely do support what your sister was trying to do in rallying the Senate. Rallying the Senate. I think she had a very good shot at governor, and I would very much like to see her restored to that it's about that moment that you get a phone call. Okay. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. One of moment. Of course. You pick it up. Yep. Who we got? And you immediately hear 
<clears throat> here, of all people, Jeeves through the phone. Oh. Claire, someone's attacking the dead! There! Boop. Your call has been disconnected. I'm so sorry for the interruption. Uh, it seems that our presence is required back home, but I would love to take you up on a rain check for that catch-up. Understood. Uh, thank you very much. It's, it's very serious. Is there something that I can immediately assist you with? Uh, I believe a ride back to the van, but... Yeah, I'll contact Damien if we that have any... provided. Of course. And so, she <clears throat> uh, she directs you down to the limo. What are you guys doing? Uh, pulling up those video feeds on my phone that I set up earlier. Yeah, go ahead and roll me in intelligence computers. We're still in the limo. Be cool. Be cool. Yep. It's fine. It's yep. fine. Um, Claire is looking. I, I mean, she's texting her sister. She's texting Danny. Uh, do um, I still get a plus three bonus from having a three-dot computer fetish? Yep. Hell yeah. She's right. texting Lauren. She's texting Mr. E to be like, hey, don't know if you got this, bud, but uh, just everyone that she has a number for. Two successes. <laughs> yeah, no, you are getting... Uh, you do get the feed... It's grainy, and clearly someone is interfering with it in some way, but you get a feed through. There are hooded figures coming from the forest. Lauren is charging out to meet them. You hear the twisting of bones and the cracking of joints as... There's something moving inside those hoods. Something that is not, is not human. You see Lauren trying desperately to hold them off. It's a two hour drive back to Good Springs. Are you gonna keep watching? Um, I think Loki is compelled to. You watch as these things beat into her, tear her. Her form shifts again and again, but they just keep coming, twisting around and cutting in little pieces. She staggers back. You hear a gunshot through the microphone and you see Danny on the rooftop. They start trying to grab her, but Lauren hauls herself bodily upwards, leaping in her lupine form to the third story window tackling Danny back inside before the claws can reach her. You don't see much yet. The house is smashed, 
shredded, twisted. And then, quietly, the limp body, Justin Hishu, with torn and twisted and broken limbs of Lauren is slowly dragged out and dragged back behind the little planted tree line into the mansion and into the orchard. And then there's nothing. You're just looking at an empty, broken house. And this finishes before you reach the van. Yeah. You're just staring at it. Something completely empty. Well, now's the time to stop staring at that and start trying to think. Uh, I guess I'll send a message to E and tell him not to go back to the house and to meet us at, like, a secondary location in Good Springs. The tea shop. He messages back and... you're heading straight back? Yeah. Yeah, I think there's nothing else to do. You're flicking. Are you going to keep flicking through the cameras? Uh, no. I'm going to drive, so I can't do that, actually. And... Fair enough. Um... Blair, are you going to flick through the cameras? Am, am, is it all locked down, or...? Uh, he would probably let you use his fetish if you wanted to, but um, he would warn you that it's it is rough and to only look at it once. You look through and for the moment you just see a damaged house. But then you flick back and forward through the various angles on those cameras he installed and suddenly you see one that looks over from the top of the turret down into the orchard. And there, hanging from a noose, you see Lauren's body, gently swinging. You stare at it for a moment, and then something truly horrible happens. Good, we didn't have enough of that already. Its fingers twitch. Oh! The straw men, those little scarecrows, walk slowly casually up to it and cut the noose down, the body lurchingly, with no sight of life in its eyes, stands up and walks slowly, jerkily, deeper in to the depths of the mansion. Cool. Cool. 
much of this, you can't help but remember a line from the note. I hope this is goodbye. think I'm dead. I wish it was that simple. We've got a long drive back. Are you going to say anything to each other? You do get a text back from Sophia. Oh good. I'm laying low in t low low in town. I was at the post office. What's going on? Don't don't know yet. Just stay in town. Understood. Love you. Please stay safe. <laughs> it's fine. sends back like a little like heart emoji and a thumbs up because that's all that she can do right now. It's been a really long day. Yes, it has. Yeah, there might be a few board attempts from Loki to make conversation, but after seeing, experiencing something like that, what do you say for more than 10 seconds? Yep. Oh, oh God, okay. Just watching your friend die on camera. It's not exactly easy to digest. No. no. So you just drive into town? Yeah, I think. I'm definitely not stopping by the house. Uh, although Clary's like, we should get, should, do we need to check on Jeeves I mean we probably should him? right uh, yeah I think I will try to call him relatively soon after you call him no answer I got Miss Froster too um it's a, a big old mess you do get something actually if you call the Froster specifically sure mm -hmm. Those things came. They're wrong. 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 What? What was that? They hurt him. They hurt her. What? I can't move. I never could. I'm sorry. I I couldn't do anything. I just fucking bake bread. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Yikes on bikes. You really turned the charming toaster around on me. Uh, I'll say, uh, we'll help you as soon as we can. I'm, I'm sorry too. Okay. I think, I think they're gone. I think she saved Danny. 
no, we... Okay, yeah, we, 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 we have to go to the house because if we go into town, then Sophia's wanna, gonna wanna come with us back to the house and that is a terrible idea and we need to check on Danny and we need to check on the toaster and... I can take you back, but I can't fight, especially not something like that, so... Neither can... I mean, in, in, in case you haven't gotten this, I have been a werewolf for like 36 hours. I am not an expert here. I do not have authority here. I did not know that vampires existed until like two and a half hours ago. Uh, there's a lot of stuff happening and apparently I, it is my job to deal with. So if you... What I'm getting at is you can turn to a wolf and run away 20 miles per hour. I don't have that option. Yeah, that's probably fair. Okay. Um, okay. Um, yeah, I guess this is my job now. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, can you drop me off at the house? Absolutely. I'll be your gateway driver, and I'll look at the cameras and let you know if anything's coming. Cool. Thanks. You what drive, could go wrong? and you drive, and you drive. <coughs> and eventually, you get fine. back to the house. It's fine. It's quiet. Completely quiet. And one of the first things you see is a bloody-knuckled Danny Yoon sitting outside the house, clutching desperately at a bottle of what you think is mouthwash. <laughs> Just staring blankly out. Oh, thank God. Okay. Um, hey, I heard it, you know. I heard her. I heard her after she was dead. And here, she points to her head. I always hear everything. Everyone acts like I'm just completely worthless. And I am. I absolutely am. You're really... You're really not. You're... You, okay, look. I think I sprained my wrist. That stupid fucking sidearm. Yeah, 40, 44 Magnum. Real strong bullet. Really should have stopped something and... Oh, I would like to roll to be a comforting and reassuring presence and bring some chill into this situation. I will support and burn a point of willpower. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and roll your... I believe this would be a socialize or persuasion. I can do that. So I'd say manipulation, socialize, or... Presence persuasion. Could I argue for um, expression, or is that pushing it? I think maybe you could do expression here, yeah. Okay. Would have to be something pretty darn beautiful. It would be a higher, higher uh, requirement, as it were. But I got four successes, so 
Add those to your roll, I guess. I yeah, add four dice to your roll. I will, and I am also burning a willpower. Oh. And I am glad that I burned a willpower because that roll is terrible. Ha ha ha. Ha ha. There we go. Uh, wow, that was still pretty bad. Um, there we go. Four successes. Could have been better. Yeah. She breathes in deeply. In and out. Yep. She stands up. She holds her gun out in front of her and says, Okay, let's, we've got to sweep the house. Okay, hey. Thank you. I'm glad you're here <laughs> with me for this, okay? Yeah. All right. Okay. You've got this. All right. Yeah. Waffle buddies. Yeah. Just okay. really trying to play into the, you know, like, you've got this. You know what you're doing more than I know what I'm doing. Like, yeah, I know. You're, you're good. You go into Solid. the house. Yeah. And your telepathic detective carefully checks the corners. And I've got my ghost sight and everything looking yeah, around. Empty. You you quickly with your spirit sight do notice a jar. A mason jar sitting on and there is blood caked in this place. It is everywhere. It smells like Lauren. Oh, so much blood today. The most sickening part is how delicious it smells. But there's also another undercurrent. Just a deep, deep sense. Someone hurt your pack. Can I ask you to roll me resolve composure? For sure you can. Yeah, don't do death rate right now, hopefully. I don't have a lot of dice for this. It's okay. fine. It's well, fine. <laughs> I botched. You wait. What? You can't botch unless it's a. Okay. Yes, I got no yeah. successes, and two of them were ones. So I. Okay. I did not botch, but I also did not succeed. What is your Caruth trigger? Uh, that's a good question that I don't know that I have an immediate answer to because it is not written down on my sheet. Oh, it should be. It probably should be, and I just didn't do it. Um, here we go. Cruise C. Death Rage. Because, yeah, no, there's a specific trigger for that. 102.04. And you would have selected a type of trigger. Here we go. Yeah, I don't think I actually picked one of those. Okay. And I Which should've. one do you think fits your character the most, just for right now? Um...
I mean, the obvious answer to this is a pack member takes lethal damage, and that's not the helpful answer, but that is the obvious answer. All right. <laughs> because she has been a werewolf for, like, 36 hours, and she has interacted in that time with, like, two other werewolves, yeah. both of whom she really you, liked, and that's the only werewolves that she's ever been a werewolf with. You remember that fire mm -hmm. from before. And it starts pouring out of you. Immediately, Loki, you watch as... Oh, uh, Loki stayed in the fan, like you said before. But you do have the cameras, right? I do have the cameras. Yeah, no. As you stare and you see Claire shift into a massive hulking ancient form made of muscle and claw and tooth and rage and you feel like you should be scared right now you should be Absolutely. But there's something in you, in this moment, that just can't handle it. The werewolf. And yes, she's new, but she is still the werewolf of the closest thing you've ever had to a pack. And she just incompetently <laughs> failed to keep her cool together for yeah. long enough for you to function in any basic way this was supposed to be home you stare up at the full moon in the sky and the rippling rage Amazing. pouring through you it's strange it feels like the moon shouldn't even be full right now but this is a strange place with strange rules. And right now, the only thing that makes sense is for you to be consumed by everything. And so, we end tonight's session with two beasts consumed in grief and anger. Sitting in their ruined home. With the only person who has any experience with this miles away. Thank you for joining us yeah. for this session of our Werewolf the Forsaken Chronicle. Now to end this. Awu. The moon the moon was a jerk this time. <laughs> <laughs> you really chose a wrong moment to do this. <laughs>